Hey, let me just start our prayer time in prayer. How's that? Father, what a, a, a great time to look out and see so many brothers and sisters and friends and, and even new faces with us this morning. I pray uh, that you would just uh, speak to us. You know, your, uh, your word says that we're to come to you and, uh, and speak with you. And I pray that this morning you will loosen us up so that our time becomes more intimate with you as we step into this new year. I pray that you would just take the things on our hearts and our minds, and, and may they be uh, echoed uh, loudly into the heavens. And uh, as we have this worship service together, we give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. So really, this morning is about you, or about us, as a church, as we talk about prayer. It's, it's, it's so... I think, pivotal that we really lean into being the church that God's called us to be. And, and, and prayer is a big part of that. Maybe this last year has been uh, a year of highs and lows like it has been for me. Maybe you, times where you just go, man, this was a great year, 2023. Oh, 2023 was a really hard year. I, I have told people that it has been like a roller coaster for me. And, and I, I'm scared of roller coasters, but I love them, you know, kind of the deal. And you go, what am I doing at the top of this before it starts to come crashing down? And you're going, ah, it's great, but it's, you know, it's, it's crazy. And that's a little bit like the year has been for me. Uh, and, and I know for many of you it's been the same way. Maybe, maybe it, it, this year where you got married, or maybe this is a year that you had your first child, or maybe it's a year where you graduated from high school or college, or maybe it's, you know, just you moved into a new home or all kinds of things, or Maybe it's a year where you've lost your job, lost your home, maybe lost a marriage. Maybe, maybe you've uh, lost a loved one. I know for Debbie and I, we lost both of our moms this year. And so 2023 is just a tender one. It's just like, wow. This, you, know, you, you know it's coming, but when it comes, you're just not quite sure how it is going to impact you. God's never surprised, is he? Never surprised. And in Hebrews 13, 5, it says, you know, it, it takes from Joshua 1, 5, I will never leave you or forsake you. I, God, will never leave you nor forsake you. And, you know, that's a promise none of us can make to anybody because we know we've fallen short even for our spouses or our children. We like to say we're always there for you, but then there's always that hiccup here or there. But God is like that. He said that to Joshua in Joshua 1.5 where Joshua was getting ready to take the children of Israel into the promised land. And, and, and basically, hey, Joshua, I got you, man. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I am with you. Let's go. And I think that's really the promise that we have that as we step into the service and we talk about, you know, I, I want to ask the question because what is prayer to you? Okay, I, I think... What is that? When you hear the word prayer, does it become like, oh, this is this formal thing where, you know, i got to have everything right and I've got to be able to say it just in a way so that, you know, God listens? Or is it is it your regular communication with God? And, and, and you have a prayer life that's pretty much like a conversation that you would have with your, your best friend or with your spouse or with your children. Um, is it how you align yourself with God? when you realize you kind of get off the path and all of a sudden prayers that kind of moves you back towards that time. 
Is it a way that you surrender to the one who loves and transforms you into becoming more like Jesus? We call that sanctification, and it really is. Prayer is part of that sanctifying work of God. It's where we really get more tuned in to what he has for us. Or is it a discipline uh, that we, you know, for those of us that call Jesus our Lord, our Savior, our, our Redeemer, our King? Yes, I think all these are true. Is it how we bring, you know, our emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual needs before God and ask for him, Lord, help me, you know, in these times? Is it a way you communicate with our Heavenly Father through Jesus Christ, our intercessor who sits at the right hand of the Father. I think all those are true. And, and, and they're just, it's, it's part of it, I hope, uh, what you come away from this morning as we gather, as, as many people will lead us in prayer, is that um, it's, it's, it's critical. It's critical to our relationships with Jesus. It's how I, I believe that when we pray, we're, we're surrendering to God. We're, we're, we're coming to Him. You know, sometimes we do it, okay, only when we're in trouble. He wants it, he wants it all the time. I was even wondering about today, you know, what are the words I would speak and, and, and what would I say to you? Because I just felt a little empty for various reasons. Maybe it's the loss of my mom a month ago and planning her services next, you know, this month and taking care of a lot of the details and just other things that just have been going through. But, you know, I, I, I want to share this passage with you out of Romans 8, 26 and 27. It says this, For we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groaning too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. Sometimes we don't know what to pray even. But if we trust the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will pray for us because the Holy Spirit knows what we need. And I think that comes back to really important just to understand that. Back in July, I had the opportunity to preach on uh, Acts 12. And Acts 12 was, you know, if you remember, uh, is when James was executed by Herod and they were trying to squelch the church. And Peter uh, was imprisoned and was was to be executed, and he was miraculously released. And at that time, the church was kind of like wondering, what the heck's going on here? I think we're going to be taken over by Herod and his, his, his cruelty and his desire to squelch the church, to persecute the church. And if you remember, the, the thought was he went to Mary's house, and he started knocking on the door, and, and uh, you know, all of a sudden, uh, Rhoda came to the door, and, and it was a young servant gal, and she was so excited to see Peter that she didn't open the door. She went back to everybody. The church was gathering to pray and, and left Peter at the door. Like, you know, I, I'm, I've just escaped from prison and people are looking for me and you're going to leave me out here, right? Something transpired there when I, was, when I was preparing for that message back in July. I just said, we need to become a church that prays more. We live in a world that puts a lot of pressure on us, doesn't it? And, and, and we talk about prayer, but do we do prayer? And, and I remember I asked if, if anybody who has the gift of intercession, see, we're all called to pray, just like we're all call, called to share 
the word of God with somebody to evangelize. Some of us are equipped with spiritual gifts to do that as intercessors or as evangelists or whatever, or to serve or anything like that. But some of us have a gift where we're, that's kind of up there and we want to go for it. And, you know, about 20 of you said, hey, I want to be a part of this intercessory prayer team. And so every Sunday since that Sunday, uh, since back in July, in that family room back there, the guys in the family, you're back there, they're waving, okay. It, that, it also transpires as a prayer room. And that is, they meet every Sunday, 730, a group of folks, and some of them you'll meet this morning, pray for the needs of our church. Pray for Sunday morning, pray for you specifically. If you fill out the card like Will had asked you, if you have something that's heavy in your heart, you put it down. They, they really, they pray not only on Sunday morning, but throughout the week. And they're always asking, they're kind of almost uh, harassing me. Uh, hey, do you have any prayer needs? You know, okay, I got to make sure, you know. And, 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 and we as a staff will send them out after a staff meeting. Because we, we need to pray for one another. We need to do that. I believe this is the way God has blessed Pepsi in so many ways whether it's through what we did with Petros and through our finance, but other ways too, is because we've become a stronger praying church. I would encourage you, anybody's welcome. If we need a bigger room, we can get it. We haven't needed it yet. There's usually five or six people that come on a Sunday morning. But at 7.30, if you want to come and pray, come and do that. That's, that's you know, and, and you're welcome to, or you want to be a part of that prayer team, we'll add you to the list so we pray one for another. Um, I'm so thankful for that. But I, I remember that Sunday also, I, I need help uh, with direction. I get a little sidetracked. Does anybody get, you know, just, you, you know, got too many things going on in your head and you start, I don't know about you, but when I start to pray, I start thinking about all the stuff I need to do. Does anybody do that? And there's a little to-do list next to me of thinking, okay, I need to do this, make this call and do that. I, it's kind of, it, I get distracted. And maybe that's just me, but I think it's, True for many of us. So, I, I again, I need a little acronym. So this little acronym before we get into it is is, is pray, right? I use acts, so I use pray. So the first one is to praise. And this morning, our first person that will lead us today is going to lead us in a time of praise. But that's, I think we give God the glory. We praise Him. We, we come before Him. There's scriptures all over the place, especially in Psalms. One I picked out this morning is, is uh, out of Psalm 63, it says this, Because your steadfast love is better than life, my lips will praise you, so I will bless you as long as I live. In your name I will lift up my hands. Some of you Presbyterians might do that this year. You never know. That could be a work of God. You know, lift up your hands. Right, Jim? We're praying for those people. Come on. That's right. When the guy's that tall, lays his hand. You know, you know you can see Jim's here. Okay. The second one is to repent. And I, I think, you know, part of it is we carry so much stuff. And the enemy is the accuser. And when we got stuff that's not there, that shouldn't be there, we need to get rid of it. We need, we need to repent of it. We need to confess it. And so, you know, it says in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But we got to get to a place where we got to let it go. I mean, for us, carrying that weight around is, is not good. We need to let it go. And that sin that so easily entangles us can so easily. So repenting is important. Praise God, then repent. Then we ask. We intercede. We begin to ask. 
verse says in Matthew 7, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receive. And, and the one who seeks, finds. And the one who knocks, it will be open. We need to ask about the things that we need. But it's not until we get our hearts right. And I think the last one is to yield. Yield is, is made, hey, your will be done, not my will, Father. My will gets in the way, I don't know about you, my will gets in the way often, like every day, you know. And I think part of it is I want God's will, not my will. And if one of the first ver- verses I memorized as a new believer was, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding and always acknowledge Him, and He will make your path straight. I mean, it's just, we just surrender to Him. So I, I hope that's a little bit of a help as we kind of enter in this time, but maybe in your own prayer life. Just having that little clarity is maybe a, a tool that well, might help you focus. You know, we're going to pray different areas of prayer in just a minute, and, and we're going to have a different person uh, who represents our body is going to lead us in a time of prayer. And it's beautiful because these, these are um, folks that I've gotten to know and, and I know love Jesus, and, and they're part of our community. They represent our community. And I know they're nervous. I asked them if they would do this, and they've written out a prayer and, and that kind of thing. But then after they pray in this specific area, we're going to have some kind of response. And guess what? A couple of responses is that you get to pray out loud. Man. So it might be that, or I might ask you in a group of, of three or four or five around you just to pray about something. 